Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. I work in a kindergarten classroom. This is my podcast where I talk about all things kindergarten. I kind of just find topics that interest me and that I've been reflecting on and thinking about and really just start talking about them on this podcast. And then I try to get you guys joining me in on this conversation. You can always find me over on Instagram to talk about different topics that interest you as well. I really do love this podcast just because I always feel like I'm in my head and I'm always thinking about things about kindergarten and reflecting on things about kindergarten. And this podcast is just a great way for me to just talk about the different things that I'm thinking about and just kind of get them out of my brain and Um, put them out there so that other people can hopefully reflect on what they're doing in their classroom as well and just think about it. Again, these are just my opinions and what I have been thinking about. Of course, there's other experiences and other people that think about things much differently than I do. So anytime that you're listening to a podcast, whether you agree or disagree, I'd love to engage in conversations with other educators. So you can always reach out to me. Mostly you can find me on Instagram, but you can also find me on my blog and send me an email. Today's episode, though, is going to be a little bit different. Last week, I talked about uh, perfect attendance in kindergarten. So that one was more of like a reflective what I was thinking about, um, about um, how we have been asking students to have perfect attendance in kindergarten as educators. How is that um, either building students up or um, kind of shaming them into needing to come to school and really reflecting on those kinds of policies that we may have in our classrooms or in our schools. And I kind of went into reflective about all that. So if you haven't listened to that episode uh, yet, you should definitely go back. It was last week's episode number 34. But for this episode, I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a of a sidetrack and I wanted to talk about my favorite tech tips. So since we've moved into distance learning at the end of this past school year and we've uh, had to really deep dive into learning lots more about how to use technology as educators, but also I'm just fine that I'm on my computer a lot more. I'm working on my computer a lot more than I would be if I was regularly in the classroom. And so I came up with a few tips and tricks that really helped me um, last year when we were doing distance learning and then not really knowing what's going to happen in this school year because um, I don't know about other places but in Ontario where I am in Canada we don't have really a concrete plan of what's going to be happening. We still have uh, over a month before we go back to school, so I'm not all that worried about it, but I thought I would still share with you some of the tech tips that I've been sharing over on my Instagram and kind of talk a little bit about them. Every Tuesday, what I do on my Instagram is I do a tech tip Tuesday, and so these are a few of my favorite, and if you need any more, make sure you're following me over there because every Tuesday during the summer months, I'll be sharing something. And yeah, so I thought that this week I would share some of my favorites with you and hopefully you'll be able to learn something new. So thank you for joining me. I don't know what everybody else has been using, but I know that I have upped my Google Drive usage by like 200% this past year. I used to use Google Drive for some things just in general, But then this past year with distance learning and having to uh, collaborate uh, distantly with 
all kinds of educators and people that I really had to up my Google Drive game and really understand how to use Google Drive because really it came in handy when I needed to work collaboratively with other educators that we could all work on the same document in real time and see all of our updates. So Google Drive has been a lifesaver. And there was a few things that I found while working in Google Drive that really helped me stay organized and on top of all of these different files. And the first thing was that you can make folders within your Google Drive. So now you can make folders on your computer and put files in there that match. You can do the same thing on your Google Drive. And when I found this out, it kind of blew me away just because I had files everywhere and they were cluttering up and I couldn't find things that I needed. And so when I realized that you can make folders, I got really excited. So what I did was I made different folders for different topics. Like um, I had one folder that was just full of professional development, one folder that is full of like math skills, full of literacy skills. So you can divide them up based on what kind of files that you currently have in your Google Drive. And then once you make different files, all you have to do is drag and drop your, once you make your Google folders, all you need to do is drag and drop the individual files and place them in the folders and it just moves them in there. So now what I do is I make, whenever I make a new Google doc or a new Google sheet or whatever it is, I make it and I immediately drag it and drop it into the correct Google folder. That way everything stays organized. I can find everything and my Google Drive when I open it isn't just a mess of documents just like everywhere because that was driving me a little bit crazy. Another thing that you can do with the folders, once you can cre- you create them, you can color code them. So if you right click on any of the Google um, fi- uh, folders that you make, you can just change color and add a color to it. So I made mine rainbow just because I like the look of the rainbow, but you can make them any color you want. You can also, what you... Um, If you have some folders that you need subfolders, once you make a folder and you go into it and you have just a ton of files in there, you can make another folder within the folder and just keep going and going and going. So you can organize and organize and organize as much as you need to. And so I love that about Google Drive that you can keep everything organized. You can color code it so you can find everything. One problem I was having though, is that once I put everything into folders, I found that I was like clicking a lot to find some of the those files that you're using all the time, ones that you have to keep going to. So what I started to do was I started to star some of the most used Google files that I have. So if there's a file that you have to keep going to, let's say it's like a lesson plan or something that you have to go to constantly, what you can do is right click on that file that you um want to have saved and you can add to starred and then on the left hand side of your google uh, drive you'll see that there's a a star and you click on it and it has all your starred files in there so if you have um, some files that you keep revisiting i just put all the ones that i use continuously into that file into that starred kind of folder thing that they have set up and that way i can always find the ones that i'm just using constantly without having to click through different folders to find them so Those are my three top tips for Google Drive is to make folders and then use them obviously and sort everything into them. Color code your folders and then favorite some of your files that you need to keep reusing them into your starred and then just use your starred. What I did was even more than that is that once I was in my starred folder, I put a, um, I made that a favorite on my, um, favorites bar. So when I open up my Google, my Chrome tab, 
I can just click on it and it opens up my Google start my Google Drive starred folder and all the files I usually use are right there at my fingertips so I don't have to keep clicking through and finding everything it's just right there for me so really making it much easier to find the files that you need Another way to make your life a whole lot easier when you're using your computer for distance learning or just in general are, are having some Chrome extensions. So I always use the Chrome browser and I have a whole bunch of extensions that are installed in my Chrome browser that are great for making my life so much easier. If you don't know what Chrome extensions are, they're basically like little add-ons to your Chrome browser that just do a little bit something extra to help you um, when you are working in your Chrome browser. So one of the ones that I use is called tab resize. And basically what you do is if you want to have two tabs open at the same time, I use this a lot when I was doing webinars and online um, learning was I would have two tabs open at the same time so that I could have a file to type notes while like Zoom or something was open in the other file. So I could have two tabs open at the same time. And instead of having to like mess around and move the tabs, you just click this one um, Chrome extension called tab resize and it just does it automatically for you. And then another one that I've been using a lot was if you're doing screen recordings and you want to be able to um, really highlight where you're using your cursor on the screen. So if you're doing distance learning and you're teaching or you're trying to show somebody something on your computer, it can be hard for them to see where the mouse is. There's another Chrome extension called Crafty, Crafty Cursor. And what it does, it just kind of puts like a little highlighter circle around your cursor so they can see where it is on the screen very easily and they can see where you're clicking. So yeah, if you're looking for two great Chrome extensions, Tab Resize and Crafty Cursor are two of my favorites. I have a whole bunch of other ones as well, but those two I, I use over and over again. Another little trick for Google Chrome that I have found is changing the theme that I have set up for my Google my Google Chrome um, browser when it opens up. We I've been using it so much lately that it's nice to have it set up to be a little bit different and to match a little bit more my personality. So you can go change the theme in your settings of your Google Chrome. And I have mine set to like a light pink color that's just really nice, nicely light and airy, but they have so many different colored themes that you can go do. So you can pick your favorite color and have it. And it's just nice little, nice little added touch when you're working on your computer all the time to just have it set up so it matches a little bit more of your personality. So yeah, I would highly suggest going to change um, your Google Chrome theme. It's just a nice little fun little tip there. My last one has to do with um, a program, or I guess it's more of a website, a website that I have used basically daily for the past two years, I wanna say, and it's called Canva. If you've never heard or seen Canva, it's basically uh, like a way to create documents that make them look amazing, that uh, has all kinds of fonts and elements and stock photos that you can add in so that you can make posters, you can make Instagram posts, you can make Twitter posts. I made some jam labels the other day and so I made my jam labels using Canva. It's basically just a way to design anything that you need in a very easy to use and simple way. If you have never used Canva, I would just hop on over there. I think it's just canva.com. 
I would just hop on over there just to see all the different things that you can do there. And maybe it's just something that when you're designing your online learning website or if you are designing any kind of online learning thing, you can just hop over there and see they have templates so that you can see what's already been designed so you don't have to mess around with it. And yeah, it just uh, they, you can also do instead of doing PowerPoint presentations, you can do um, presentations in Canva. And I actually do like using um, doing them in Canva quite a bit. And I've used them um, a lot when I've done uh, professional development. And um, it's worked really well for me. You can uh, create your resume in it. You can create videos. It's just a really nice website to use. And it has so many templates built in so that if you're not necessarily techie or want to design something yourself, you just need to design something really quickly for something that you're trying to accomplish, you can just go to this website and find one of their templates and just fill in the information that you need. And it's all done for you and it saves in all kinds of formats like PDFs or just in pictures if that's what you need. So yeah, if you uh, are wanting to just try out something new, Canva is uh, something that I would definitely recommend. Uh, if you want, I will put a link in the show notes for you for Canva and it's uh, my affiliate link. But when you sign up using my code, we each get a Canva credit. Um, so if you don't want to, I pay for Canva monthly because I use it so much. But if you, you can use Canva completely free and the credit that you'll get, you can buy something extra for you to use in one of your designs if you'd like. So uh, I'll put that link in the show notes for you if you'd like. And yeah, those are all the tips that I have for you today. But like I said, every Tuesday over on my Instagram, I share a new Tech Tip Tuesday that I've come up with for that week. I've been sharing um, some of the ones I talked about today. I've shared over there. And then I have ones lined up for the whole summer for you so that you can every week learn something a little bit new that might help you either just with your personal um, techie uh, use or maybe it's going to help you when we go back to school and possibly have to incorporate some kind of distance learning into our programming. I have no idea what it's going to look like. But yeah, just I like I always like learning new tips and tricks to use with technology. So anytime I can um, learn something new, I love it. So I thought I'd share some of the things that I've learned this past year. And yeah, my Instagram handle is at creative kindergarten blog on TPT, I think. But I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, if you just start talk, typing creative kindergarten, I should come up. I also have a blog, creativekindergartenblog.com. And I share lots of my tips and tricks for kindergarten in there. And you can also sign up for my newsletter. Every week I send out a newsletter talking about something in kindergarten. And yeah, I really do like sending out that newsletter. I find it's a great way to connect with everybody every week. And this podcast uh, is new episodes every single Tuesday. Next week, I am going to be talking about kindergarten classroom setup. I don't know if you guys are starting to think about next school year, what it's going to look like, but I'm going to talk a little bit about um, classroom setup and how we can set ourselves up for success next school year and set up our students for success next school year. So I hope you'll be joining me again next week. I really appreciate you tuning into the podcast this week. Um, like I said, love talking about anything techie. So if you have any great tips that you'd like to share with me, again, love learning anything techie. So if you do have any more great tips, make sure you reach out to me and let me know because I would love, love, love to hear about them. And yeah, so I hope you all have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you all next time.